Ah, well, that's a good morning. It's a good morning. I feel like um, I don't know. I I I, I came back from holidays. I don't know how long ago it was. Maybe it was two months ago almost. And it was like, I need some recovery. You know, that's what sort of became apparent to me. It's like, you know, you go away for two weeks and you come back like full and then like all the extra ready to go. You know, it's like, I could face something big again. Like not even just full ready for normal life. It's like, yeah, I got all the extra. And I was like, man, I am nowhere near even like full for just everyday life. Like I need some recovery. And yeah, I, I, I feel like in some senses we need some recovery and that's not from anything in particular. It's from a long season of a lot of things and some of them are specific to individual lives. Some of them are specific to a communal journey and some of them are specific to what the world has faced over the last few years. And I feel, I feel encouraged at the moment because I feel like there's still big things going on, but I feel like I'm recovering. I feel like, Oh, I feel these, I feel, I feel the levels are coming up and it's like, Oh, I feel like I've got a bit more. And it's uh, it's a slow process, I'll be honest. But I feel like, okay, we're trending the right direction. And so I feel really encouraged this morning uh, to find myself here this morning, feeling a sense of life, not, not coming to my family empty, but feeling like this morning, I feel like I'm coming full. And uh, that's encouraging to me because um, we're going to give no matter what. But when we get to give from a place of full, it's just, it's... Uh, that's that's a good feeling so yeah so that's kind of how I'm doing this morning and I know uh, that can change on a day-to-day -day basis as I'm sure you can relate but today we'll take it we'll take it we'll take it oh amen amen we need a little bit more amens in the audience I don't mind that I don't mind that okay slow down we might start clapping too we could get radical <laughs> Settle down, Allie. Just settle down, okay? Yep. Anyway, this morning, this morning I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about. Uh, I, I need to get focused. Otherwise, we'll be here for a long time. But I want to talk. I want to talk about this idea of truth. It's a truth on truth. This morning's truth is on truth. But um, it's this. It's this idea of where do we find truth? How? When you're in a place where you need truth, where do you find truth? And it's like there's a, there is such a broadly accepted term of this is my truth. You know, and I think we all are living our own truth. That's the reality of it. I'm living my truth. Every day I'm living my truth. Whatever my truth is, is what I'm living out. But, but I guess we as a people believe that there is truth beyond my truth. And some of my truth is the truth. And some of my truth just isn't completely in alignment with the truth. And I think when we start from a point of going, there is a truth, there is a truest thing, a truest reality, a truest what, whatever you might put it as. Uh, it, that, that's the starting point of this morning's conversation is that I believe there is a the truth. And that some of what I hold as my truth is the truth. And some of what I hold as my truth is lacking the solid, firm foundation of the truth. And, and, and it's always, I always discover the parts of my truth that aren't the truth in light of situations or circumstances where I get rattled. My truth fails me at the right moments 
and invite me to reach for the truth. Maybe you can relate to that. I mean, yeah, I told Hannah last night what I was going to talk about because I was trying to form an idea. And uh, she said, you, you have to tell a personal story. Like, just tell me a personal story. I'm like, what, what, what? You know, what? she's like, what's this, what's this, you know, how, how does this flesh out or how does this play out? And I guess for me like this, you know, you could think about this in the idea of a theology or an understanding or a notion. I think I'm kind of sitting in a space of talking about this more from a place of um, the experiences of life that we find ourselves in require truth. And truth is a firm foundation on which we can stand. And there's this, there's this version of, of truth that's the story of God that plays out in the scripture. We, you know, we believe that the Bible is truth. That's one of the forms of truth we have. But you can't go to the Bible to find out exactly what you should do with your kids this week. It does not hold the truth for my parenting problem today, does it? I mean, ultimately, in some way, shape, or form, it does. But I can't go to, you know, Ella chapter 17, verse 46, that says, Your child will require firm boundaries and a loving disposition. You know, I haven't got that. But I have that problem in my life, right? Here, I have this little nugget who who requires parenting, and I need the truth, not just my truth. My truth could be, she's a little stinker. And the truth could be, you know, she's full of capacity for something great, and I need the truth. I want to partner with the truth in, in my parenting story. And, and whilst the Word of God is truth, we know it's a piece of the truth we reach for, you know, the written Word of God, the Logos Word of God. There's a place in our day-to-day -day lives that need the Rema Word of God. You know, the Logos Word of God being the story of God, the full completion of who God is, that all the principles, all, the, all that's been laid out about God from the very beginning of time, and it covers the whole of his nature, the whole of his character, the whole of our, our life and our notion, all of that is a collection. But then the Rema Word of God, which can access the Logos Word of God, is when the Word of God is applied specifically and directly to a situation and circumstance that I find myself in. We need the Rema Word of God. That can be a verse. That can be something someone shares with you. It could be something you heard in morning story this morning. That could be a picture. That could be a dream. That could be something you wake up in. It could be something you discover or uncover in church this morning. Let's pray that we as a people come and discover Rema Word of God in our gatherings, not just Logos, because we need God's truth for the situation and circumstance we find ourselves in today. The Rema Word of God, the specific accurate truth for what I find myself in here and now. We need that. How do you find that? That's the truth we're talking about today. And not to dismiss the Logos truth, because those are partners in crime or power. <laughs> they are partners in power in establishing the good things of God in our life. So we're not dismissing one to take hold of the other, but we're saying like, we are the people who believe God is who he is, that he said what he said, that his word is true, that the Bible is helpful to us. But now in my parenting journey with Ella, where is the truth I need for the day I find myself in, for the situation I'm in? Where do Leela and I find the path of life for ourselves and our family moving forward? Where do we find an awareness of what God sees today and what is valuable and what's not valuable? We need that. The specific and expressed truth of God for where I am today. We need that. Let's, let's take a second and go like, where do you find that? 
where do you find, where do you find or, or how can you identify a source of truth in your own life that brings about something specific? When you need truth, where do you go? Like, let's, let's throw that around. Let's throw that around. How do you get it? Where do you find it? There's no, no, no answers wrong. What was that? What'd you say? Mom, Mom and Dad. Do you know? But you know what? That's a that's that's a really that's a really great example. Can you can you tell us how or why or how does that play out for you? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I think in the place of life you are, God has given you parents. And they are one of the ways that God releases what he has and what he knows and what he desires for us. And that's a great, that's a great, I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised by your answer, but I think it's a great, so is Glenn. Glenn's going to have a, it's going to lead to a car conversation on the way home. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when you're in a, you know, one of the gifts that God's given to Ella is God-filled parents, I hope to be a source of Rema wisdom for her on her journey. And as your parents seek God for your life, for your situation, for the things you're in, they become a, they become a source of truth for you and the things you find yourself in. That's, that's great. It makes you feel like even just that idea, like, gosh, like it makes you feel like it's a big deal. That's a big deal? Like it's a big deal because if I take that responsibility and just throw around whatever, yeah. Right? Like yeah. Is it? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because I am the picture of God in some ways to my kid. Yeah. Yeah. It is big. It is big. Yeah. What else? Where else do we go? What are our sources of truth? Nature. Nature? Tell us about that. Like, consider the lilies. Look at the flowers. Mm. Look at the stars. Yeah. So, so creation and the principles of life that you find alive in nature revealing truth to you. Mm. Yeah, I like that. As an image or as a reflection, as a picture, is that what you mean? Sometimes, like, it's in, in personal experience, it's kind of like, oh, this. This is beauty, like I'm having a kind of beauty and it's, it's hearing God speak in that. Like, right. I'm like, I see it and God comes. So it's more that when you find yourself immersed in nature and in awe of beauty, you find the, the Rema access to God more accessible. You find God's voice showing up to give you what you need where you find yourself. Is that, is that not necessarily? Well, I guess it just got through. What is, what is it true about what Jesus says to consider the lilies? What is it about the lilies that's true in life? And what do I need to live in the lilies? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as a reflection. I like that. Yeah. Anybody else? Where do, where do we go to find truth? When we find ourselves in a situation, in a circumstance where we need truth for the situation and circumstance we're in, where do we go? Sorry? Worship. How's that play out? 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So uh, Grace saying like when um, she finds herself overwhelmed or needing, you know, truth in something, going to worship and and immersing yourself in worship makes this presence of God accessible and something comes in that that's not necessarily asking a question or seeking a wisdom, but it's like refreshes your perspective and it's kind of like the part of you that knows comes into alignment with what God knows and that's how worship's meant to work. It's meant to take our spirit-filled person and pull it forward, you know, because sometimes we're just living in our in our flesh-based heart that's got a lot of worry and a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of opinions. And, and in worship, our, our spirit person pulls forward and it's like all of a sudden I'm immersed in the part that's united with God. And there's things I feel and things I know and things that I experience that change how I view the situation I'm in. I think that's true, Grace. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Who else? Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is worship. Is worship, fun. yeah. Just kind of even to, to kind of add on to what you guys are saying. I think worship, yeah, does really align our, realign our hearts back to proper relationship with God. Yeah. And when you're in that space, then it's a lot easier to hear from God and properly align in your heart with his heart. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah, that's cool. No, go Tim. Um, <laughs> um, community is a big one for me, council and community. So it's like if I'm really struggling, like if there's something big in my life, it's often hard to sort of have faith in the word you hear from God sometimes. And yeah. I'm like, okay, is this, is this me? Is this flesh? Is this God? Is, you know, is yeah. God speaking to me through the spirit? And then so... I look for confirmation in my community. Yeah. Confirmation of truth yeah. in my community. Yeah, I really like way. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's the you know, when the when the when the when the truth seekers are in unity about truth in my life, that's a very peaceful place to be because those who desire the spirit of God desire truth. And when we when we resonate the truth of God, there's something about that 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 song that plays that's a little bit more reassuring. And just kind of sitting there playing my one note. Yeah. yeah, I like that, Tim. And what else? Where do we go? What's what's when when we need truth for a situation, a circumstance, the specific things of God for what we're in, what we're facing, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing. Where do we go? How do we find this source? I think I have a question. <laughs> um, I think something I'm learning to do more is to find God in the stillness in the quiet mm. and so um, my life feels really busy uh, even talking about worship that's a big one for me too but I've been finding lately that when I put worship music on it feels a bit um, same same like my heart can easily become a bit numb to that if it's on all the time and if I'm relying on that to connect with God and so he's actually teaching me a different tool of when life feels crazy or I have lots of opinions or lots of like opinions in the mix or thoughts or questions to go to a really still and quiet place to find truth for a specific thing mm. and so that for me would look like I 
bit in the nature classes saying or even before bed i've been trying to sometimes i'll just light a candle and sit on the floor throw my phone away like on the bed or something and just sit and just try to end and start my day in quiet and stillness before before and after a big day where there's lots going on and I'm taking in lots of information and people. Um, yeah, I find that stillness really helps me to hear him, hear yeah. that quiet whisper of God mm. in that still place. Mm. I really like that, just letting the noise stop and bumping into something beyond the noise. Mm. Yeah, and that in that stillness finding finding a rock beneath your feet, finding words and finding understanding, finding perspective. Yeah, I like that. Mel? I was going to say, often um, I find myself going back to an old, old truth. Mm -hmm. And right. that can often become a new truth. Right. In some way. And yeah. So, yeah, it's like, Yeah, just standing on a foundation of what he's said, God's already done, or what he's already shown me, or you know, he's already saying. Right. And often there's, a, there's an added piece, or there's a greater expansion of it, you know, like practical day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Um, but returning and refreshing and focusing on the things that I've been told that I know that I can be sure of and applying that to the place I find myself and, and in that discovering it new again. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Anybody else? I mean, I think it relates to a few, you know, especially around worship. Uh, I, just, I guess I've started to realize that like honesty is a place that I have to go. Like, I, have to, I have to be fully honest with myself yeah because i often find myself running to god like hopefully he'll sort out something but like i'm not necessarily wanting to be honest and it's really difficult to hear when i'm not you know what when i'm not wanting to be where i am or whatever and so i i i know we talk about it a lot but he is where i am and so if i'm somewhere else <laughs> Mm. Or if I'm wanting to be somewhere else or wanting to be something else for him. Yeah. I wish I wasn't in this place that I am, but here I am. The the best way to connect to his voice for me is uh, is just to find, you know, quite often it's a humbling ex experience. Mm. Just humble yourself and just be where you are. Mm. You can't be any better than you are mm. or whatever. And then, and then I find he's pretty quick to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. So the place you go is to a vulnerability with yourself about where you are, like an honesty. You know, when I need truth, I've got to start with being here. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking what someone else has gone into the into a 
into a spirit-filled, connected place and pulled out and made practical and tangible yeah. by way of words in a podcast or physical words in a, in a book. And this is life-giving mm -hmm. uh, words that are speaking to where I find myself. Yeah, I can be the same in that. I'd say I've, you know, God's used books to mentor me and form me and disciple me. And it's because his spirit takes what's on those pages and just brings it out. Yeah, I think that's true, Janessa. Can be true for me for sure. Yeah, I like that. I mean, there's no end to the place we can find this. It's it's about, you know, in some senses, it's about knowing for myself, not just one, but maybe two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten places that when I need truth, I can go here, or I can go here, or I can come this way, I can come that way. There is a source of truth to be uh, tapped into. And, you know, I think. In, in thinking about this, you know, it, it led me to um, it led me to this idea of um, truth and trust really being married in the process of living a faith-filled life. So, you know, how how often do we get truth that we are not free or willing or able to trust? You know, can you can you relate to that place? Like, you know. When, when we view truth as, as words or as a something, you know, that, that's one way of looking at it. But you know, I, can, I can think of times where I'm sitting in my journal and I'm writing things and it's like, I'm not even listening to this. This is Rema Word of God landing on this page to me for this situation because journaling is one of the ways for me that I'll go and get truth for my situation. That's, that's, that's one of the ways for me is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet you here and I'm gonna listen to you and I'm gonna let these words minister to me. Okay, the truth that I need, like have you ever, have you ever like written out a journal and then like four hours later, been like, I just don't know what to do about this thing. And it's like, then Leela goes, well, what's God said to you? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, didn't you journal this morning? And then I go back and read my journal and I'm like, oh my, oh my goodness, it's right here, oops. You know, what happened? Truth was present. There was no relationship to it. You know, and trust is really a relationship term, right? You know, trust is a confidence that we take. You know, when, uh, when Glenn tells me about something about sailing, I have a propensity to trust it. I have a propensity to trust it because he's got an expertise in that area, because he's got experience, because he's demonstrated himself as capable, because I've watched him do this, and because... When I watch Glenn Sale, I go, he's reliable and his skills are up to par and I can trust this. I don't question it. I don't doubt it. I don't second guess it. I don't go Googling the things he's saying. I'm just like, yeah, I can trust that. I can trust that. But I think, you know, we're in process on fostering a trust relationship with truth. You know, when we start to view truth as a person, you know, I mean, I mean John chapter 15, verse 16 says, when the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, strengthener, the standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth, who comes from the Father, and he will testify and bear witness about me. You know, this is Jesus starting to introduce to, to his disciples what's going to happen. He's trying to prepare them for what's coming. He's going to go. He's about to take the cross. He's going to leave them, and he's beginning to teach what's going to occur. And what he refers to, to the Holy Spirit as is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. And it's like I've been, in thinking about this idea of truth, 
it's like it begs a question for me of what sort of trust relationship have I built with the Holy Spirit? What do I have a trust relationship with the Holy Spirit? Is it like Glenn when he speaks about sailing that I have a confidence and I'm not second guessing it and actually actually in the, in in this space you are reliable, you are consistent, you are dependable. Or am I googling him? Am I second-guessing what comes to me in a Rema spirit sense? Have I, have I been fostering a trust relationship with the Holy Spirit? You know, and, and look, I, I, I don't want to overlean this because there's plenty of reasons to seek confirmations and there's plenty of reasons to take our time with this. But ultimately, our ability to live a faith-filled life depends on being a truth seeker who steps out in a trust relationship and lives by faith. I cannot take faith without a truth to trust. Faith is not something we do universally. It's not something we live out unspecifically. It is getting truth for my situation, choosing to trust it, and holding in faith that which I've heard will occur. That this is dependable. This is reliable. This is what I will build my life on. We have been given the spirit of truth. What kind of trust relationship are we forming and forging with the spirit of truth? In John chapter 16, moving on from this same passage, he's still in this discourse. He's gone through, you know, sort of this is, this is the nature of the Holy Spirit. This is what's going to come. This is how he's going to help. This is what he reveals. This is how he works. And he's still talking about the same thing as he did when he introduced spirit as the spirit of truth. And he says... But when he, the spirit of truth, refers to him again, the Holy Spirit, as the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he'll not speak on his own initiative, but he'll speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from, will take from what is mine and disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this, I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and reveal it to you. You know, we have this. We have this. We have this whole truth package. And it's like I am, I am uh, in a constant wrestle with choosing to trust the Spirit of truth. That, that's, and, and maybe you can relate to that, but I mean, I'll give you the, uh, Hannah's request, I'll give you a personal example. I mean, there's just some, there's like a hundred thousand examples that I could go to in this, but, uh, you know, there's an obvious one, um, you know, that's a recent occurrence of God in our lives, you know, which, which is Ella. You know, we, the spirit of truth came to us and said, you will be parents. That's the truth of this situation. You're going to be parents. Now, in the process of that, it's like, well, the spirit of truth is here and I want to trust him with that. And I want to take faith that that's going to be. But as time goes on and as things don't occur in the time frame in which you expected or when things don't occur in the way in which you thought they would, it's like there are other voices. This isn't going to happen. This isn't going to occur. And they seem like very trustworthy voices. It's too late. The past is going to determine the future. 
and this hasn't been able to occur, so it won't be able to occur. I've got emotions about it. I'm too scared to be disappointed. I don't feel like this is going to happen. I feel discouraged. I feel let down. I feel alone. I feel like this is a failure. I feel shame. All of those are my feelings-based experience about this over, over a long period of time. And I would return to my feelings, thought-based experience on this issue a thousand times. I mean, Lonnie hits me up on my 40th birthday. She's one of the first people to show up. We're standing out by the fire. And she says, so what's the deal? Are you guys still going to have a kid? She's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to ask this or not, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> I'm like, of course you can ask that. Now, what am I going to partner with? Now... I'm challenged what I'm going to trust. And I said to her, well, I believe we will. Young Glenn came to me like three months later and he said, so surely like you guys have moved on from this idea and it's a bit late, right? Because that's a reasonable perspective. That's a, like, is it going to play out differently or you just feel like maybe you didn't hear right on that? It's like, that's a reasonable perspective. And I'm like, no, Glenn, I know it's crazy, but I just feel like God... Every time I go back to the spirit of truth and I say, I'm ready to put this down, he says, you stay holding faith and trust me. And so we're fostering a trust relationship with the spirit of truth and living in faith that what he says will come to pass. And when he says, don't you put this down, this is safe for faith, then we're fostering a trust relationship with truth that says this will be. And faith cannot occur without a trust relationship with a spirit of truth who reveals for my situation and circumstance what I need. But what are we trusting as our source of truth? Because my emotions failed me in this story because I felt feelings of shame. I felt feelings of disappointment. I felt feelings of let down. I felt feelings of failure. Ah, oh, this is my fault, you know? God wanted it, but I couldn't get there, or whatever the case might be. We weren't good enough, or it wasn't good enough. Whatever the case might be, my feelings and emotions let me down. They were not, in this instance, a reliable source of truth. My thoughts let me down, because I agreed with Glenn. It's too late. Time has passed. Past is going to be the same as the, the future. This isn't going to change. It's not going to occur. We're not going to get this. It's not going to come to pass. My thoughts let me down. But when I would go to God with both my thoughts and my emotions, the spirit of truth would say, this will be. Don't put it down. And now I'm faced again and again and again with an opportunity to choose trust or not. Now, what can't you apply to that to in your life? I mean, it's easy to take a big story like that. It's also easy to take a finished story, right? Because that, that, has fostered my trust relationship, and I can now stand on it as evidence that my God is trustworthy, that the spirit of truth is reliable, that, that this relationship can stand. And you've got your own stories of that. You've got your own version of that. And that is what's fostering a strengthening of trust in a spirit of truth that will lead and guide you in all things of Jesus Christ and the Father. It's the only way. This is the only way. We don't get to live this out by feeling something about a situation and acting on it. We don't get to live out the life of Christ by thinking some really good thoughts and achieving and attaining them. And I'm not putting emotions and thoughts to bed. They serve an incredible 
a, an essential role in this process. You cannot shut down emotionally. You can't. Like Curtis, you said, one of the ways I access truth is by being real about the things I feel and think. It's essential. And then bringing that to the spirit of truth and saying, this is my truth. What's yours? And now I've got a choice. What am I going to trust? What am I going to trust? In John chapter 6, verse 63, it says, The spirit who gives life. It is the spirit who gives life. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys, conveys no benefit. It is of no account. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. It's like, that's a strong statement. Because in that story of, of Ella, the flesh had a story to tell, and he's saying, that's of no account, and that is of no benefit. In fact, those feelings are not going to serve the path I have for you. In fact, those thoughts you have about this, they're of no account, Brad. It's the spirit that's going to bring life. Now, do I trust that? Or where am I at in my trust relationship with the spirit of truth, with the, with the Rema expressed word of God for the place of life I find myself? And this is a complicated place. We need each other in this exploration. We need, as we foster trust in this space in our life, as we come to intimacy with the spirit, you can't pot shot this thing from half court. I don't trust people I don't know. I don't trust people that I don't spend time with. I don't, I don't trust people who haven't demonstrated themselves as uh, capable, able, reliable. I, I don't. And so whatever we hold in that space around God from a proximity perspective, from a closeness perspective, when we talk about trust, it's not something we activate from a distance. Is something we come close and establish. And, and yes, the ways that we've seen God act before, they're essential in this. The way he's demonstrated himself fuels this. But every time I come to a place where the, where the spirit of truth is inviting me to agree, I have another opportunity to build trust. But what we know is that the faith journey always, as our experiencing God crowd will confirm, leads to a crisis of belief. And that is not a fun place to be but we are never without it. Is it really? Because this, this competition between the flesh, which Jesus is telling us is of no account, and the spirit, which is going to bring life, they start colliding, right? As the flesh goes, well, and I can't see how this is going to play out. I can't see how this is going to work. I can't see how this is going to come through. I can't see how we're going to get there. It's, it's, it starts telling its story. And now I'm in the place where I'm going to go, what am I going to trust? What am I going to trust? What, I, what am I going to step out in? Yeah, I think, I think let's, let's park it there. There's, there's a there's hundred million things that a person could say about these things. But it's like, you know, I think I want to confess this morning that I have found no more reliable source of truth than the spirit of truth himself. My flesh has failed me. It is of no account. And I want to build a trust relationship with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, who brings truth, the Rema word of God, the expressed word of God for the place of life I find myself. It's like, I think he is inviting us, inviting us in our everyday life and the things we find ourselves to step into an increasing degree of trust with truth. And, and you know what happens, Mel? I really liked what you said. 
You know, sometimes where I go from my source of truth is to a truth that's been spoken before. Because what happens when I keep positioning myself in truth, you know, what we know in neuroscience is that my emotions don't fall in line with truth immediately. They continue to tell their story. But as I continue to express my confidence in truth, it changes my inner being and I'm repattering a part of me that begins to trust more, that begins to rely more, that stops to tell such a strong contrary story. And the battle reduces as my trust increases. And the, 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 the application of truth repeatedly, no, I believe we're going to have a daughter. No, I believe we're going to have a daughter. No, I believe we're going to have a daughter. It starts to repattern me to come into a, a greater emotional trust of that reality. My God will come through. My God will come through. I am not alone. It is not on me. I don't have to sort my life out. Like we are repatterning ourselves with the spirit of truth to become those who depend upon and rely upon the spirit of truth for all things. That's a process. But, but the more we get into that flow, the more powerful the part of us that depends and trusts become, and the freer we are to live this life of faith. Yeah. All right, let's talk, about, let's talk about this idea of finding a source of truth and building a trust relationship with the spirit of truth. What, you know, what do we like about that idea? What feels unreasonable about that? What's the, what's the tension in the mix of this? Because it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a struggle. Let's be real. Like these words sound so nice and inviting and peaceful and restful. I'm just, I'm just you know, speaking the word of truth I need today from the heart of God to say, trust me. And if I had 10 cents for every time God invited me to trust him, but if he's so repeatedly inviting me to trust him, I must not in this area. And so God, come and agitate the untrusting parts of us that we would become more dependent upon you and live a greater faith. So anyway, let's chat about that. Breaking into some groups of four or five. Have a, have a chat about this idea of the spirit of truth and our, relation, our trust relationship with him. Cool. Sally? <laughs> Somebody had their coffee today.